Hello and welcome back to Little MB. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, just kind of taking it easy, I guess, for holidays, whatever. Um, so I was talking about the podcast with, I think his name's Albert Borla. Um, he's the CEO of Pfizer. And here's the deal. I'm not going to do that episode. Unless somebody gets a hold of me and really wants me to do it, I'm not going to do it. I There's not enough people listening to this for me to justify that. So the amount of work it would take to sit through multiple interviews and stuff like that. Because it, it's not like you can't go to Rogan's podcast and hear Dr. Peter... Uh, Ah, crap. Now I can't even think of his name. Uh, now that's going to bother me. Either way, he he had a more recent one with Dr. Robert Malone, who's got something like 10 patents on this uh, mRNA vaccine. And some of that stuff from the podcast was taken off YouTube and stuff like that, you know, which should tell you something. But plain and simple, uh, you can go to Lex Friedman's podcast and listen to his interview with Borla. And you should be able to tell what bullshit it is because there's only one statistic that's given. And that's Borla saying that no other medicine has been tested as many times, hundreds and hundreds of millions of times, as this vaccine. Now that should tell you something. He used the word tested. They tested it on the public through the emergency use of the FDA. Here's the thing. Everybody's on the side of the fence they're going to be on when it comes to this. So why why keep getting into it? You know? Something I said has come to fruition. Look at the Omicron. They say the vaccine has no effect on Omicron. And what did I say? The vaccine that they are using... The virus is going to mutate to get around it, and it and it has. If what they're saying is true about Omicron. So, if you don't want... Lord. I'm just trying to think of how to word this shit. Because, I mean, honestly, for me, it has to do more with mandates than anything else. And it's not just for religious reasons. And it's coming home to me even more and more because of a book I've been reading. Now, normally, if I get a book, an audio book that's 48 hours long, it's not going to take me more than three days to listen to it. I've recently gotten one called Bloodlands by a guy named Tim Snyder and it's between 19 and 20 hours long 
and it's I've been going at it for over a week and I'm halfway through because it's so hard to listen to. Now the Bloodlands is the territory between Germany and Russia. And if you think that you want the government to have control, social control over us, you need to read this book. You should read it anyway. It's very hard to wrap your mind around some of this stuff. You always hear about Hitler, Hitler, Hitler. Well, guess what? Stalin, I think, was ten times the evil bastard than Hitler was. In, in the years of 1932 and 33, there was a total of 3.3 million Soviet Ukrainians who starved to death because of his collectivism farming. Let them starve. The number of people, the millions of people who died in the 30s and 40s. See, this is the thing that amazes me. We, we got this thing where we think World War II started on September 1st of 1939 when Hitler went into Poland, when he invaded Poland. Well, guess what? The Japanese invaded Manchuria, I think, like 1931. And I think it was in 1937, they slaughtered 300,000 Chinese just for a good excuse to have a military parade. I mean, it's, it's hard to read some of this stuff. When you hear about the systematic killing that Stalin started throwing down on people. And Hitler was actually slow to catch up when it came to that, but when he did, he did. You know, it makes me think, crap, I think it was an attorney for PBS who got caught on tape, on video, saying that people who voted for Trump should have their kids taken away and sent to re-education camps. I mean, really? And, and here's the thing. It's, it's very tempting to say such things about people who you think are extremely stupid. I've, I've said it about people at times. Somebody should cut their balls off before they contaminate the rest of the world. You know, but it's, it's easy to sit there and say it when you're the one saying it. But guess what? When you open the door to mandates and that kind of talk, it does not take long for you to become the target. That can switch at any time. Look at the censorship going on. Now, say, say that you're one of these liberals who are all for censoring and shutting up anybody who says a good thing about Trump. Good. 
Give the government that power. Give Facebook that power. And guess what? That power exists. They're not going to give it up. And all it takes is for the next person to have a different opinion of that matter. And guess what? Then you're going to be the one who is silenced and shut up. You're the one that's going to end up having your kids re-educated. Do you not see the problem there? Do you not see what in the hell is going to happen? We're living in terrifying fucking times. Terrifying. I mean, it's... I don't see how you can't be scared. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. And this is not my religious podcast. But I'm going to tell you something personally. Even though I know there's a good chance I'm going to hell for all my sins. My only hope is God coming back soon. And putting a stop to this shit. Because that, that's the only thing that's going to stop it. When you have stories. Because guess what? 1932, 1933. That's not even 100 years yet. Not even 100 years yet. Later this year we'll make 90. 90 years from, from the start of that. And when you got stories... Of kids saying that their mom said, when I die, you need to eat me. Because they are so starved. When there were reports of roaming bands of cannibals. Because there was literally nothing for these people to eat. 90 years ago is not that long. Not that long. And that can happen here. Well, I'll just go out in the woods and I can hunt my... Well, guess what? There's over 330 million people in this country. Not everybody can go to the woods. And it'll be a matter of time before the woods are flooded with people looking for food. So that that's only going to last so long. And by the time that breakdown happens, I hope you are well stockpiled on ammunition... Because guess what? You aren't going to be able to buy anymore once it's gone. It's terrifying to me. It's terrifying to me that people want to ignore this stuff. Because I've, I've always loved history, got into it. I have known a lot about World War II itself and things of that nature. However... You know, I'm learning a lot of new stuff from this book. Statistics that I never knew. And statistics that are freaking horrible. I mean, there's, there's times where I have to quit listening to this book to either keep from crying or getting sick. If you think our government is beyond the capabilities of doing this kind of crap to us, you're sadly mistaken. 
Look at the crap that they do. When it comes down to it, they really don't give two shits about us. A democracy can be abused, and we're not even a democracy, we're a democratic republic, but regardless, a democracy can be abused just as easily as a communist or socialist nation. That power can be abused, and it is being abused. It has since, since the beginning of this country. You've always had egotistical sons of bitches that say, I know what's best. I mean, go, go back to, what was it? Um, I think it was 1828 through 36 is I think when Andrew Jackson was president. It was either 24 through 32, or no, I think it was 28 through 36 is when Andrew Jackson was president. The Cherokee people were getting their land taken because of resources. They had actually assimilated to our way of life. They're like, hey, cabin sure keeps you a lot warmer than a teepee does. Kind of dig it. Hey, like your clothes. They're soft and comfortable compared to having to wear hides. They, they assimilated. They accepted the white man way of life. And they actually took it to court to keep their land in the Supreme Court found in their favor. And I don't remember what that justice's name was that made the decision, but Andrew Jackson said, well, he made his decision. Let's see him enforce it. Sent the military in anyway, and hence we got the Trail of Tears. Think, think about how long our, our country hadn't even been in existence for 50 years at that point in time. The Louisiana Purchase by our third president, Thomas Jefferson, he exceeded his authority by making, by purchasing that from the French. He exceeded his authority as president by doing that. And yet he did it, and he was just the third president. You had Andrew Jackson. I mean, there's countless presidents who've exceeded their authority. And nine times out of ten, it ain't for the better. I mean, I guess you can say, you know what? Louisiana really wasn't that big of a deal. But once you allow it, it never goes away. Once they do something and nothing gets said, that is a power they have. Andrew Jackson, our country hadn't even been around as an actual nation with a constitution for 50 years when he did that shit. You know, brand new country. And yes, I understand we had the Articles of Confederation prior to the Constitution and all that other crap. I understand that. Yeah, six presidents before George Washington. I know. Not the point. As a unified nation, we couldn't make it very long. We couldn't make it 20 years 
before we had a president exceeding his authority. And we couldn't make it 50 years before we had a president committing atrocities and overruling our Supreme Court. Once again, quick Constitution lesson. The House of Representatives is the legislative branch. They make the laws. The Senate is part of the executive branch, which enforces the law. And guess what? Then you have the judiciary branch, which interprets the law. They get the final say when it gets taken to court, according to our Constitution. That, that's why, that's why uh, the Whig Party was actually created back then. Because the Whig Party was synonymous with uh, England, who was against the king. And they started calling Andrew Jackson King Andrew. Because as far as he was concerned, he was the head honcho. He was the big jefe. So don't think for one minute that can't happen here. Look at the atrocities our country is still committing. Like I said, when, when children here die, it is just the biggest travesty. But when one of our drones kills a shitload of kids over in Afghanistan or Iraq or wherever the hell we are at this point, yeah, cost of war. Don't think for one second that we can't become victims of our own government. And they're trying it. They're pushing for it. The biggest travesty going on now, as far as being us poor Americans, is they're, they're giving states too much power over their own decisions. That should not be. We had that war already. And then when you have states doing this, it's going to be a matter of time before states are pissed at each other. It's going to cause more divisions than what already exist. Personally, I'm not worried about China or Russia right now. I'm worried about a civil war. And as crazy as it sounds, for some reason it seems like that's what our politicians are trying to push us toward. Because personally, when it comes to, say, Epstein's Island and all the people that he was blackmailing, I don't think he was acting alone. Yeah, and I know this gets into New World Order and to the elite we don't know about and all that kind of shit. And I'm going to, just just in case there's those who believe in God that listen out of the four to eight people that listen, 
read Revelation when it's describing the beast. In the pay specific attention to the ten horns because it says that the ten horns re represent kings that are not leaders of nations. So this is talking about extremely wealthy people who have a shitload of power. They got the power of kings because they have so much money and power. And do you think for one second that these politicians that were compromised, what were they doing? What were they doing to keep Epstein in silence? It wasn't just giving him money. Look at Nancy Pelosi, too, as far as government people exceeding their authority. Why are our congressmen, why are our representatives and senators allowed to participate in the stock market? It's akin to insider trading, and I'll even call it insider trading. Because they know what laws are going to be passed. So they can move their money around. Because when they pass a bill that's going to benefit a certain part of the economy. Stock's going to go up. That bitch is worth over one or two hundred million dollars. And guess what? She makes two hundred twenty-three grand a year. It's a travesty. And they are not benefiting the people. I do believe in a certain amount of trickle-down economics. There are certain things you can do to make corporations better off. When it's better off, more people can get hired and feed money back into the economy through income tax, through buying products, things like that. However, the amount of power that our corporations have has is, is insane. And who gives it to them? Our politicians. They are benefiting our corporations and fucking us. Look at Bill Clinton with NAFTA. How many people lost good paying jobs because of NAFTA? I've talked about it before. Whirlpool and uh, Maytag left Galesburg. Went to Mexico. I think they've come back, but when uh, I guarantee you they're not in a union state guarantee you that you know all these free trade agreements that we've been put into bush has put us into some then obama with the trans-pacific partnership and i'll tell you exactly why the economy started doing so good under trump get pissed if you want don't care it's just a fact first day he's in office he pulls us out of the tpp And he started restricting trade with China, which was forcing American companies to start producing here, which meant they had to start hiring people. That's why, why our economy was so good. Unemployment was the lowest it's been in history. And that's for all races. It didn't just benefit one person. And, and look at the nastiness that goes on that ain't even true. 
I mean, it's like people wouldn't say that Trump's a racist, for example. He has black people that are pretty high up in his company. He doesn't give a shit what color they are. But you had David Duke coming out in the news saying that, hey, we support Donald Trump. He can't choose who supports him and who don't. And guess what? David Duke also donated something like $25,000 to Hillary Clinton's campaign. Media kind of swept that under the rug, didn't they? And it did what? It created racist turmoil in this country that was completely unnecessary. I'm telling you, the government is not for us. So if you think for one second they won't step on you, whether you're a Republican, a Democrat, or somewhere in the middle, because I, I consider myself to be more of a centralist. Economically, I'm conservative. Socially, I don't really give a shit. As long as you're not affecting me, it ain't my business. I don't have to agree with what you're doing. But by the same token, when it's not affecting me, it shouldn't be my business. Provided you're not breaking laws. It's, I don't know, there's just a lot of hard facts that people need to accept. And I'm telling you, read read the Bloodlands. It is not easy to read. And for some people it might be easier to do the audio. I have to do the audio book since I can't see. But there's a ton of statistics given and stuff like that. So it might be easier to hear it. For some people than to have to read it. But it shows what all these governments are capable of. And here's the thing. People in the Ukraine were sending telegrams to Franklin Delano Roosevelt, the President of the United States. And it was either in the fall of 32 or 33, they finally started getting to him. And guess what? He had just started gaining some ground in his diplomatic relations with Stalin. And so he ignored him. Because he didn't want to impair, impair a good relationship with Russia. It's, there's a man who, for some reason, gets credit with caring so much about people and peace that he was willing to overlook the fact that Stalin was starving people. You know, the the most recent podcast, I believe, as I'm recording this anyway, that Rogan did was with Oliver Stone. He did some documentary, JFK Revisited. So he's sitting and talking about what a great guy JFK was and he wanted peace and all this other shit. But when you listen close to some of the stuff he says, I think JFK was kind of a jackass. Because guess what? And I'm not saying he should have gotten shot. 
but basically the Bay of Pigs was, if you can establish a beachhead, then we'll help you. If not, fuck off, is essentially what he said. And that was his view on Vietnam. As long as you can do good, as, as long as South Vietnam can do good and be winners, then we'll support. If they can't, well, then screw them. To me, that's, that's not a peacemaker. Saying as long as you win, we'll help you out. You know, and, and he, he kept going on about Russia. And I don't know what it's like in Russia right now. I have no idea. I got the impression it's kind of unstable. But here's the deal. He, he kept going on about how Russia really wasn't that bad, but we were wanting to go to find excuses to go to war with them. Well, guess what? Maybe it's because we started finding out what in the hell Stalin was doing. It's estimated that Stalin killed something like 27 million people during his reign of like 20 or 21 years. That's over a million people a year as an average. Now he died in 53. So obviously by the time JFK was in power, I think Khrushchev uh, was in power and things were probably a little bit different under his reign. But you don't know. We, we don't know. But it's, it's interesting. And I'm going to give an example of this, of how hard it is to acknowledge both sides to something. But it's amazing in his desire, in Oliver Stone's desire to show what an atrocity it was that JFK was assassinated. Because, plain and simple, it wasn't Lee Harvey Oswald by himself. If he was a part of it, who knows. But chances are, high chances, like 99.9% .9 chance, Either the CIA and or the Mafia was involved. Because guess what? JFK got in Illinois, for those of you who listen who are around me, guess what? We were the deciding state in JFK's election. And guess what? It was the Mafia intimidating people at the polls that got him in. Because his dad had Mafia ties from being a boot bootlegger during the days of Prohibition. JFK's dad was basically forced to leave England as an ambassador because he was a Nazi sympathizer. And then as soon as JFK's in office, he appoints his brother Bobby as the Attorney General and they declare a war on organized crime. So they had plenty of reasons to want to kill him. Um, Oliver, according to Oliver Stone, what he was talking about, the CIA did because 
JFK was trying to put the brakes on some of the shit they were pulling. And hey, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. But my point is, is he's wanting to let his feelings on what happened to JFK blind him. Whether JFK was a good leader or not, it's bullshit that he was assassinated, plain and simple. But that does not make the man a saint. I'm not going to say that he's a complete scumbag, even though I think that view is bullshit. If you win, we'll help. Well, if they can win, they don't really need your help, bud. But it's, it's like I've talked about Romania and how much I loved being in that country and loving the people there and stuff like that. Well, guess what? And I, I knew part of the story. I knew that Romania was one of the few nations that was actually allies with Germany during World War II. And, but something I did not know that I just learned today, this morning, listening to that book, the Romanians, they killed over 300,000 Jews themselves. Now, when Hitler started ramping up his extermination of the Jews, Romania actually slowed down because it was apparent that the U.S. was going to be getting involved and Russia was going to be pushing Hitler back from uh, Moscow and Kiev and all, all these other places, Leningrad. So it's... They wanted to leave a window open, I think is what the, the way the author described it, for negotiation when the U.S. and England came through. Now, they ended up getting screwed because, guess what? Stalin got possession of them. But it's, <laughs> as much as I loved the people that I met there and the connection I have with them since I got to live there for two months, it was hard for me to hear that the Romanian government and military were going around slaughtering Jews. But guess what? It's it's a fact. It's something I have to accept. You know? It, it wasn't easy. You, you don't like hearing bad things about people you like or places you like or what you know you know what I mean. But you have to acknowledge it all. That's the thing that gets me about people. You get people that don't want to say a bad thing about Trump because the economy was good, they were working, they were making money, business was expanding, and yet they can't acknowledge that the man was a jackass that couldn't keep his mouth shut. If he could have kept his mouth shut, guess what? He'd still be president right now. But he couldn't. But people don't want to acknowledge that. It's no different than everybody that voted for Biden just to get rid of Trump. Within one week, people shut up on social media about Biden. But when you bring it up to them, guess what? 
They will fight tooth and nail that Biden's the, just a great president. Because they don't want to have to acknowledge they made a mistake. Our, our government is, is shit. They are projecting that our national debt is going to be, I think they said $45.6 trillion is the projection currently by 2031. How the hell are we going to be able to sustain? I mean, it's going to get to a point to where... I was just talking to my uncle about this. And so, just a little bit of background. My dad was an accident and I was an accident. So, my grandpa was actually born in 1904. Uh, my, well, my uncle Bob, the oldest, he's dead now. But he was 11 years older than my dad and my uncle Randy, nine years older than my dad. So, I was talking to my uncle Randy and I was talking about it. I was like, man, do you... Can you imagine having to spend a, it's going to get to a point to where it's going to cost a hundred dollars for a loaf of bread. Cause I can remember my uncle Bob telling me when he was 11 years old, which would have been the year my dad was born. He was either 11 or 12. So my dad wouldn't have been more than one, but anyway, so 1946 or 1947 or 48, my grandma would send him to the store with two pennies to get a loaf of bread. Two pennies. And how much is bread now? You know? And so I, I had made the comment, I said, like, can you imagine having to spend a hundred dollars? And he's like, you know, your grandpa used to say that there'd be a day where you'd have to take a peck basket full of money to buy a loaf of bread in peck basket which i didn't know either till he explained it to me it, it's basically i think a quarter bushel is what a peck basket is quarter bushel that kind of stuff has happened in other places it happened in russia i believe it was in the 70s and 80s there were people taking boxes of money just to get a loaf of bread Zimbabwe, I don't know if you remember that, but that was much more recent within the past 20 years. The jackass they had for a president thought that he could just keep printing money to pay off all their debt. People were like, huh, it doesn't work that way, bud, you know? But he printed off so much money, his people were carrying boxes of money so they could buy a loaf of bread or flour to make bread. So it's it's insane. It can happen here, and it will happen here. We're not untouchable with this stuff. And if you think about it, especially if you believe in God, you know that there's going to be an end time if you believe in God. You know there's going to be an end time. And for that end time to come, we're going to fall. 
how quickly that happens, I think it's up to us. I don't think God has a specific date set. And maybe I'm wrong. But keep, keep it in mind. Because our government will step on us. They already are stepping on us. They have been stepping on us since the beginning. And they, they've been doing it in little ways where people say, well, that's not that big of a deal. Or they use something like 9-11, and I'm not saying they were behind it. I'm just saying they used it to scare us into allowing the Patriot Act. They're going to keep doing it. They're going to keep doing it. So, either way, I've bitched long enough. So, um, questions, comments, concerns, uh, email me. Once again, if you're interested in what I was talking about with the Pfizer CEO, then go to Lex Friedman's podcast and listen to it. I like Lex Friedman, but he's a pussy as far as an interviewer. Uh, if you want to hear the other side, as far as McCullough, can remember his last name, uh, Peter McCullough. Um, he was on Rogan's podcast, talking just endless statistics about what a scam all this COVID shit is. And then uh, more recently was uh, Robert Malone, Dr. Robert Malone. And very, very informative when you listen to him. And... Here, here's my thing. If you think the vaccine's right, but you're still w- willing to at least listen to the other side and keep an open mind, fine. That's cool. It, it, it goes the other way, too, as far as the unvaccinated. I mean, so many people have turned it into something political. It's, it's just annoying to me. You know, it shouldn't be political. That's the whole point. But either way, questions, comments, concerns, whatever, uh, email me, littlemb6580 at gmail.com. That's L-I-T-T-L-E, M as in Mike, B as in Bravo, 6580 at gmail.com. Until next time, y'all take care.